TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Hey, Guy. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, let's let's together try and bring some good news and hope. Yes. Uh, what a what a what a tough opening and 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 some some down news. So so let's talk about the the optimism. And look, it, it occurred to me. You know, sometimes when you're working on these issues and you throw your heart and soul into them, every once in a while it takes a moment. It's a good moment to take a step back. And yeah. and uh, I had my, my first softball-free weekend in about 25 weekends, uh, which I miss softball and I'm anxious to get back. But it gave me a chance to sort of reflect. And it occurred to me maybe what was so obvious, that in this fight over lifeline and helping these kids trapped in bad schools, that the real issue wasn't that, the opponents were afraid it wouldn't work. It's they're afraid it does work. And maybe that just seems obvious, but I thought it needed to be said. Because, look, you've been covering news for some time, and you hear politicians all the time, big press conference, a lot of fanfare. I have legislation that's going to help seniors or help the disabled or end poverty or whatever it might be. And, and sometimes we don't really believe it'll happen. But this is pretty straightforward the legislature wanted to send up, set up a fund, a lifeline scholarship fund, not complicated money set aside, parents apply. They can use it to transfer their child from school a to school B. They can leave a failing school and go to a school that works. It's not complicated. It's not bureaucratic. And we know that uh, we'll know it's success because parents will apply for the money and we'll know it's success because parents will keep their students or won't keep their students in the school they move to. Again, it's not complicated. It's not expensive. It's not hard to manage. Uh, it's, it's not unlike the way that many uh, private schools or colleges work. You, you offer aid. The student shows up. If the student's happy and doing well, he or she stays. If not, they find somewhere else. And so it occurred to me I needed to write this because it really, I thought, brought home an interesting point, which is the opponents aren't saying that it won't work. The opponents are saying it will work. They talk about what happens. What will happen when thousands of students leave public schools and go to other schools? What will happen if too many parents want the money and there's not enough? That's the latest argument coming out of Harrisburg is there's probably not enough money. The demand will be overwhelming. Well, then fix it, put more money in. So that's why I shared it, uh, because I thought it was important to say, no one doubts this will work. Both the opponents and the supporters agree on one thing. This is, this is a program that would work because parents want this choice because they want to rescue their kids. You know, I wanted to get your reaction to something. And by the way, uh, Guy Shiraki, you can read his latest piece in broadandliberty.com, Lifeline Scholarship Opponents, Fear to Work. 
just want to get your reaction because one of the moms who I've known for years and followed her, Bucks County, ordinary mom who found herself at the center of legal battles and, uh, you know, a, a real uh, contentious situation in Bucks County. And literally before the pandemic, she she had said, I, I never was involved in the school board, didn't know how it worked, moved to Bucks because I love the schools and they're good schools. But at one point, somebody had tweeted, you know, responded to one of Meg Brock's tweets, local mom, and said, uh, public schools are not the answer. You need to get your kids out of public schools because they are just going to indoctrinate children. I'm paraphrasing here, but you need to push for school choice and put your kids in private schools. Meg Brock pushed back and actually said, no, no, no. I I got I didn't admittedly didn't know about school boards didn't know how it works got involved during the pandemic and she's dealt with you know her own county like blocking her cell phone number and and suing her and it's crazy just because she filed for freedom of information acts that's really why they were suing her but my point to you is when you see a, a parent like that and you and I have seen many parents embattled like this not just Meg um, mm-hmm. what's your sure. answer to that back and forth of some saying a dad who wrote to her and said I, that he he clearly lost hope and says nope i'm done with public education and and just go for school choice go for public she's pushing back and saying i love my community i love my public schools and i'm in the fight for public education what i just want your reaction to that kind of back and forth and we see it in bucks county montgomery county philadelphia chester county where you are i mean we we've, we've seen this across the country Sure, I've seen it in in my own community, uh, where where my wife and I have lived now for 27 years. I, I've seen a parent versus parent, neighbor versus neighbor. I've seen it among parents of, of girls who I've coached over the years. Um, look, the answer is, uh, I know this will be shocking from someone who's been in politics. They're both right. Uh, they're both right, and it's the reason we need school choice because there are parents who believe that that this idea that public schools won't teach values or will only teach so-called tolerance, that those that that approach undermines what parents are teaching at home, and they would like the option for their child to go somewhere else. On the other hand, there are people like Meg that say we can fix public education. I believe in our local public schools, and maybe they're broken, but I want to fix them. Again, it's why we need school choice. And it's why we need to empower parents, because I would I would say to to Meg, who's doing who's doing, you know, the Lord's work, Mm -hmm. is that one of the ways her job gets slightly easier is with school choice, because then the school board members, regardless of party, regardless of philosophy, know they're accountable because if children can move, if parents can move their children from school one to school two, if they could leave a public school and go to a private school or a Jewish day school or a parochial school, then there's more accountability and there'll be a bit more responsiveness. So I think they're both right. And it's why we need school choice. But, but I would put a finer point on it. Um, while I don't know these folks individually, what I know is a general rule is that many folks in the suburbs have, ex- have the ability, they already have school choice. They move to the suburbs for a better quality of life. They move to the suburbs for better schools. And when they remove their child from the local public school to go to a neighborhood parochial or a private school, mm-hmm. it's because they have the resources. Lifeline gets at the heart of it because Lifeline's about parents 
in poor neighborhoods where the schools are underperforming or in communities where the schools are failing. If parents want to move their child because the academics are bad or the environment's safe or they don't like the curriculum or they think the values in their family are being undermined, they, they want you need them to move. But they can't because not everybody in southwest Philly can pick up and move to Central Bucks. They don't have the resources. It's not that those parents don't know where there are better schools. They can't sell their $35,000 house and go buy a $500,000 house. And they can't go to the local parochial school because they don't have $4,000 to spend. Lifeline helps to begin to bridge that gap. So I would tell your friends in Bucks County, they're both right. Parents should have the right to move, and competition will help those trying to improve local public schools. But while this debate is going on for all parents, we should all agree that Lifeline is a good start. Let's help the children trapped in what are obviously failing schools and help them get rescued. And then we can discuss about school choice on a larger scale. But we should all agree that kids going to the worst schools, that those parents deserve school choice first. Yeah, and part of the part of the issue too is that in Philadelphia, on top of everything, we have a teacher shortage as well. We have asbestos in the schools, and you know, we there are so many so many issues that are are striking our Philadelphia schools, and it's it's depressing. And and so I think you're right. Parents really deserve the choice. Lifeline scholarships, just to clarify this, would not be for everybody, correct? No. And and that's Correct. because people are saying, oh, these are for wealthy people. That's not true. No, it's it's literally not true. And 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 again, um, it, it's literally not true. And the legislation says it. Anyone can read it. Anyone can see what's in the state budget. But by design, it is for the schools that the depart. I always remind folks when we say it's for kids trapped in the worst schools. Well, what do you mean? Not the worst schools that Guy Shiraki decides. Not the worst schools that that. Fox News the size. The bottom schools is determined by the Pennsylvania Department of Education, which which is not exactly run by uh, you know school choice supporters. The Pennsylvania Department of Education would would rate it has ranked and does every year. You can go every parent, every taxpayer can go on right now and see how every school in Pennsylvania, including the ones in their own community, did on the recent assessment test. How many children scored well? How many children meet standards? So this is the bottom schools, the worst of the worst, the poorest performing schools, and would allow those children to leave. Now, again, common sense tells us that parents who make a hundred, two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand million dollars a year would never send their kids to the worst schools. So so we know that it's not people of means, but then they put a belt and suspenders and they said that you have to be within the rate of poverty. So these are the poorest families mm-hmm. whose kids are forced to attend the worst schools. So when anyone, any national figure, any teachers union person, or any local so-called activist says, this is about helping wealthy people. Well, respectfully, they're either not telling the truth or somebody didn't teach them how to read because it says exactly that. It's one of the reasons that Governor Shapiro had been a proponent because yeah. this was to help the poorest families trapped in the worst schools. And, and to sort of go back to how you started the show, and we all look for good news, you would hope that this wouldn't be political. And, and, for, and for two weeks it wasn't, and it wasn't partisan. I want to go back to where we were the end of June when this wasn't partisan. Yes. And we all agreed 
Democrats and Republicans, the brand new governor who's a Democrat and Republicans in the Senate said, can't we all agree that the poorest families whose kids are forced to go to the worst schools, that we should offer them a choice? None of them have to leave. But if mom or dad want them to move, they can. I'd like to hit the reset button and go back to January or June 24th when the governor went on national television and said he supported this idea. There's there's an ability to hit that reset button because they haven't passed the budget. But my goodness, let's help the poorest families with their kids trapped in the worst schools. It's in nobody's interest that they stay there. And even I, I, I was I saw and you're saying late June, that's when it was right before the Fourth of July break. And even the Wall Street Journal had a glowing article, Josh Shapiro's school voucher test talked about that. And so I think ultimately, then by July 5th, Governor Josh Shapiro plans to scrap his push for private school vouchers, meaning the lifeline. So do you think do you I keep asking you as we update this, you talked about hope. Are you keeping hope alive here that somehow um, Shapiro is working behind the scenes? That's what I've heard, that indeed he was still working behind the scenes to try to salvage something out of a campaign promise. Yeah, I, look, first of all, I have to be hopeful. I, I, I believe deeply in this issue, and I believe deeply in it because of what I said earlier. It's not complicated. It's not bureaucratic. We could literally change lives this fall. There perhaps is between between twenty and 30,000 students would have the ability to have their parents uh, send them to different schools. We could begin to change lives this September. So I have to be hopeful, and we have to keep fighting, and that's why there's so many of us that are fighting. Um, and, and it's not just conservatives, and it's just not Republicans. Some of the most passionate words during this whole discussion have come from State Senator Tony Williams, uh, a Democrat from Southwest uh, and West Philly, who, who said that people, that parents can't wait, that we have a brand new superintendent in Philadelphia, and he has a five-year plan. Dawn, he is the sixth superintendent who's been brought in with fanfare, in recent years, who's instituted a five-year plan. Yeah. And Senator Williams said, we can't wait for this superintendent's five-year plan. Yeah. Parents need help now. So, Dawn, I'm hopeful, and there's a practical reason I'm hopeful. Forget it. Forget all this stuff. Let's get down to practical. The state doesn't have a budget. The state doesn't yeah. have a budget. So, so Which is a hot mess. Ready, right. As you're getting ready to interview the leaders of the FOP and we think about the men and women on the front line and we think about our roads that need to be fixed and our railways that need to be fixed and all the things that we see in the news in 24 hours, the Democrats and Republicans haven't agreed on a budget. Sooner or later, these folks have to, you know, these frontline workers have to get paid. Our roads have to get paved. We need we need help. So at some point, the governor and the Democrats and Republicans have to get in a room and begin to solve problems. This has to be on the agenda. The governor says he wants it. He has said it even in recent days. He's still a supporter. The Senate has overwhelming bipartisan support. The House is maybe, maybe one vote short. Come on, Dawn. Between you, me, your listeners, Governor Shapiro, parents, we can find one vote. Yeah. One vote. The House is one vote away. You mean to tell me there's not one Democrat from Philadelphia? There's not one Democrat from inner city Philadelphia who doesn't want to help his or her constituents? I am. I am certain, frankly, as we talk here today, there's probably 
six or seven votes that are there if the governor just lets this go forward. So I have to be hopeful. It's the right thing to do. We can never give up. And we are this close. This is the Eagles fourth down one inch from the goal line. You don't walk off the field. Yeah, the 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 blame, the finger pointing is at uh, in Pennsylvania House Majority Leader Matt Bradford, who they say took hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign donations from the teachers union and that he broke ranks with Shapiro. That's one of the storylines. So we'll, you know, we'll just hope that they pull this together because he, he, the Shapiro, this is egg on his face ultimately. And, it, you know, I think that he didn't expect that to happen. Obviously it was at the last minute. Yeah. Look, and, and again, they have to sit down and figure this out. And, and it, and in divided government, whether it's in Washington or Harrisburg, um, things either fall apart or you find a way. And, and you know, again, it's it's a deal. I mean, I, you know, I, we, we all do it in our lives every day. You, you, you negotiate and you say, OK, I'll do this. You'll you negotiate with your spouse. You know, mm-hmm. I'll take out the trash if you pick up the kids from softball practice. OK, I mean, this is what this is. And, and they had that handshake agreement. The Republicans agreed to some of the governor's priorities that they didn't like. And in exchange, the governor said he would help get Lifeline passed and do some things Republicans wanted to do. That's what we want. That's why, to me, this is first, second, and third about rescuing kids, rescuing kids in bad schools. But the other thing was I was so hopeful that they would find things they could agree on. And they were this close. Again, it's fourth down. The ball's on the one-inch line. We can't walk off the field. The Republicans in the Senate agree. The governor agrees. And we need one vote in the House. We can surely find one vote in the House as we work to fund our policemen, to fix our roads, to take care of the things that are important. We can do this, and lives can be changed this September. Thousands of children can go to brand-new schools and have a brand-new outlook on life. And, again, the people like representative bradford Mm -hmm. they're not afraid it won't work they're afraid it will he said in his most recent tv interview within the last 24 hours he's not he's not sure there's enough money there to be meaningful he's afraid the demand will be too high well he can fix that he's the majority leader of the house i'm not Mm -hmm. if he thinks the problem is there's not enough money and we can't save enough kids i i I can give him the phone number of legislators he can talk to right now and supporters like me that will thank him if he wants to increase the funding. But this is a pilot program to help the worst, uh, the the poorest children in the worst schools. I have to be hopeful. We have to keep fighting. We are this close. We are (laughs) Um, this close to doing this. We have to do it. We can't walk away because it's an ability to change lives. I'm with you. Guy Shiraki, thank you so much for joining us again this morning. Until next time, my friend. Thanks, Guy. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.